Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and uh, I welcome you. And uh, we have a wonderful guest this evening, uh, Chris. And before we turn our attention to him, I'd like to offer a prayer and ask Heavenly Father to, to bless us. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask your spirit to be with us as we uh, discuss these important matters, that hearts will be softened and people will understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome, Chris. Appreciate you coming and Thank sharing you. your story. You were uh, LDS, Mormon, for many years. Tell us about your growing up time as a, as a, a Latter-day Saint. I was pretty much a lifetime Mormon. Were you? you? Know, got baptized when I was eight. Uh, my parents, my, my mom was extremely religious uh, in the Mormon faith, and then my dad, he uh, he was not. You know, he was he was a Mormon, but he was a, not not an active. Didn't Mormon. attend very right. often. Right. So, but you know, uh, uh, the family on my mother's side, they were all very very strong in the church, and so I was brought up in the church, just like most kids that are. You know, have a lifetime yeah. membership in the church. So you're active in scouting and scouting, seminary. Uh, uh, you know, just all the normal things that you do going through the process of yeah, going up in the Mormon church. Yeah. You went on a mission, I understand. Where did you go? Two years to New Zealand. How was that? It was it was a good experience for the most part. Uh, you know, you look you, you look at your experience now and where you're at now, and, you, and then you look back then, and it's just kind of unfortunate, unfortunate that uh, you, uh, although it was a good learning and growing experience for you as a person, it's unfortunate that you had to take time to teach things to people, innocent people, you know, that didn't really know a whole lot about God, the gospel or scriptures, things like that, um, teaching them things that uh, just weren't true. So. Oh. <laughs> well, let's. Did you have a testimony of the gospel and shared that testimony with with the people of New Zealand? Uh, well, I, I like a lot of you know young guys in you know you know late teens, early twenties. Uh, uh, just grew up in the church. You, you don't even question. You don't even think you know, or, or even question whether or not the things you're being taught are true. You don't take the time to uh, look into the facts. You don't take the time to do the research. And look into the things that you know people are teaching you, and so you just kind of go along, uh, go along on the ride, and uh, then the expectations are there that when you get to a certain age, you you know to go on a mission. If you're if you're a, if you're a worthy Latter-day Saint, if you're going to be you know approved you know before your family, friends, their friends, and all that stuff, you're going to up and go, go on, go on your, your mission. mission. Yeah. So. So in. On your mission, of course, you shared your testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and, and the church and the prophets. Right. How did that go? Uh, I mean, you've, you believed that at the time, of course. Well, you, you do believe it at the time, but again, you don't, you go out there not having, you know, looked at the facts, not having looked at the full picture. Okay. And so you're, you're more or less trying to convince people of something that they obviously don't know anything about for the most part and and trying to convince them of something that 
you really don't know anything about yourself, as far as I as far as I can tell. Okay, and after you came home from your mission, were you active in the church then? Yeah, I was pretty I was pretty uh, fanatical when I got home. I was very very zealous in the church. I went to uh, uh, Brigham Young University, which is oh. where, of course, many people when they get back from their mission, that's that's kind of the golden uh, <laughs> institutional education where where they try to go. But uh, yeah, so I was very zealous. I was uh, got back, <clears throat> uh, participated in the student ward mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. That's that's where I was uh, an elders quorum president, and I was so zealous at that time that. Uh, uh, my goal in that particular position at that time was to get 100% home teaching. And I thought if I got 100% home teaching, <laughs> everything will be just just great. And uh, so we did that. If people didn't visit their people, I, I would go out and do it. Get, make, get right. yourself and to so, 100%. Yeah, right. And so everybody was happy. Everybody was happy that that that, that, that work, you know, got, got done, you yeah. know, as a... Closely, now at BYU, <coughs> you take religion classes, right? Right. They, is that required every semester or right, quarter? That's required to, by everybody. Yeah. And did ever anything ever come up in those classes that caused caused you to pause or to think about the doctrine of the church? Or no, not at all. That yeah. In fact, back then I was still just in uh, the mode where you don't question, you don't search, you don't study. You know, you look at and listen to the approved curriculum of the LDS faith. And uh, and that's it. You don't go beyond that. Wow. So I was still, you know, fully in that mode. So what kinds of things <clears throat> began drawing you out of the church or challenged your testimony? Good question. Um, I uh, I was living in L.A. for for quite a while and uh, with my wife there and uh, I was going to grad school and uh, I think. Uh, as part of doing that, um, I just had some experiences with people in the church uh, that caused me to kind of think and wonder, gee, you know, this this is not the, uh, you know, the attitude that they have surely isn't uh, in line with the way I think they should be, you know, behaving. Um, in their personal lives, you mean? Well, just, just for, for example, church? for example, uh, I had gotten a calling down there while I was going to school, and I was extremely busy in school, and... Uh, um, so I was kind of, I guess, maybe putting the calling that I had on the back burner a little mm -hmm. bit. And uh, the guy that had uh, um, called us to that calling, he uh, he got pretty upset at the fact that, that wasn't I wasn't priority. Right, that I wasn't doing what, you know a, as good of a job as he thought I could be doing. And I just thought, you know what? Here we are, people. You know, we're we're volunteering. We're doing trying to do the Lord's work, and uh, you know. Him being unaware of the circumstances, just kind of, you know, You're trying to do your best, but right? Just, uh, got totally frustrated, and I just thought that was that was a bad uh, example or bad attitude to have towards yeah. it. So, was there any ever anything doctrinal though that bothered you at all? Nothing doctrinal yet. Uh, yeah, the the at first this point, yeah. At that point, uh, later on, probably maybe uh, I don't know, eight eight nine years ago, uh, I was just talking to a friend, and and they had brought up uh, the Mountain Meadows massacre. And I had never heard of that before, because oh. obviously you don't go to Sunday school in the LDS church and teach you about that. Yeah, they don't they don't talk about things like that. So uh, they were talking about, and I thought, oh, what is the what is the Mountain Meadows massacre? I never heard of it before. And then when I found out about it, I was just shocked. I was just yeah, I was utterly shocked. And then so what that did is it made me look into it more and more, and I found out how <clears throat> how much uh, Brigham Young had to do with it. 
John Lee, who was his apparently adopted son, and so on and so forth. The whole, uh, uh, the whole uh, rigmarole behind trying to cover it up, who did it? Um, you know, the, the, them, them. You know, stripping these people once they had murdered them of all their goods, putting them to the bishop's storehouse. Uh, Brigham Young uh, trying to claim that he was not a part of it. You know, I just read up on it as much as I could, and the, the further I, the further I dug, um, the more stuff. Yeah, the more stuff. It's an came interesting up. part of our history, that's for sure, and, and not a lot of details. I don't think. I mean, there are a lot of things we know, but uh, yeah, there, there's a website. It's called. Uh, 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 let's see, is it? Um, 1857massacre.com, and oh. it's a website that uh, just goes into great length and detail, detail on that, uh, yeah, on that particular event. But well, let me let me <clears throat> ask you kind of an off that subject question. But uh, how did you feel about the Bible and Jesus during this time in ca either California or after the after your graduate school? And so yeah, on. unfortunately, I wasn't really reading the scriptures too much, and uh, and. Uh, you know, of course, the, fo the focus of the church, the LDS church, is that, uh, you know, you read the Book of Mormon. That's, that's sure. the first, you know, or, or the Doctrine and Covenants or what have you. That's the first priority. Did you feel the Bible was reliable at all? I, or you I didn't, even, didn't even think about the Bible. Mm -hmm. Didn't think about the Bible at all, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, obviously over the past uh, six, seven years, I've, um, you know, studied it deeply, but yeah. uh, back then, Back no. then it wasn't yeah. as important. Right. But you read the Book of Mormon regularly, as you were asked, probably? And uh, some? Yeah, some, some. Okay. But, but to be honest, I've studied it more over the past several years as I've studied the Bible to try, you know, to, to look at the Book of Mormon to see where it uh, is in error mm -hmm. compared to the LDS doctrine. Um, uh, and also compare those teachings of the Bible. Okay. So when did you actually start feeling like you were pulling away from the church? And what happened? Yeah, I think it was probably that grad school experience and then um, uh, eventually, uh, eventually I ended up get, getting excommunicated from the Mormon, Mormon church uh, in 2005 um, for being a sinner. Um, and uh, you know, once I went through that experience, uh, I uh, <clears throat> I just started doing more and more research. You know, and uh, it, it was just like the Mount Meadows massacre studies. Uh, you know, I'd study things like the First Vision, uh, the book, you know, Inception of the Book of Mormon, and those things. And it just seems like every every corner you turn, everything you started to study in more depth, detail, looking at the facts. Uh, you know, more skeletons. The more pop it comes out. into question. Yeah, yeah. More skeletons come out of the closet, and it's like, wow. You know, and then you turn another corner. Wow, there's another, you know, big yeah. skeleton. And so, and what I mean by skeletons is just, you know, for example, the different, the the, the different vis uh, visions of the first versions of the first, <laughs> the first vision. vision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and the fact that uh, the first vision wasn't really uh, published. Um, or even created till at least 12 years after you know it was said to have been done, right. uh, and uh, you know those are just a few of the many, many, many skeletons that uh, that you'll find once you once look you at the facts and start and doing start, the research. Yeah. Start researching. <clears throat> now, I, you did leave the church then in in 2005. You right. say did you did you try to go back to the church? I, well, it was interesting is that was a, that was an extremely kind of a fragile or difficult time uh, for my wife and I and our marriage, and so. 
uh, as part of the process of trying to get back with her, you know, I, 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 I promised that I would, you know, get back into the LDS faith. And uh, so I, you know, kind of worked toward doing that. <clears throat> and uh, as part of that, I was meeting with the bishop once a month. And, uh, and I, I enjoy drinking coffee. It's just, you know, one of the things I enjoy doing. And, uh, you know, went to the bishop one day and I said, how are you doing? And uh, uh, I guess as part of this whole thing, I was supposed to quit drinking coffee. And so I, I just told him, yeah, yeah, you know, and so I said, well, I'm drinking coffee. And he said, well, as long as you're drinking coffee, you can't be baptized. And I just, I, yeah, I can't be baptized. And I thought, okay, well, you know, what does drinking coffee have to do with, you know, having faith in Christ, you know, and showing him that you believe in him? It doesn't have anything to do with it. So, you know, from that time on, it was just really, really hard to pretend, go to the LDS church, you know, listen to the, I know this, I know that, I know everything else. Um, People sharing their testimonies, right. you mean? Yeah, it, 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 it really just kind of sickened me, actually. And so I did that for probably three years, mm. just for the sake of, you know, appeasing my wife. And uh, at a point, probably two, three years ago, I just told her, I can't, I'm not going to do this anymore. You just you didn't know? believe it was true anymore? I had to be honest with myself, I had to be honest with my wife, and, uh, you know, uh, so, yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, now, how did she feel about you're leaving the church. Uh, I mean, that must have upset her. Yeah, I of course suppose. she wasn't happy at all. If he, in fact, you know, she'll she'll still remind me of the fact that I've deceived her, you know, and oh. uh, and, <laughs> and, and didn't follow my promise. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's still a it's still a tough you tough were, situation. You were married in the temple. Uh, I wasn't married in the temple to her. With, no, with her. Okay. Right. And but you have a couple of children. Yeah, a couple of and girls. And are they are they active in the church? That's LDS right. Church. That's right. Okay. Well. Now, as a Christian, how do you feel about the Bible? How has that uh, changed for you? Well, here, here's something that's interesting is, uh, you know, um, she had seen Sean's Heart of the Matter, um, oh, I don't know, this is several years ago, probably three years ago. Uh, and uh, so we were flipping through the channels one night, and, and it came across, you know, Channel 20, <laughs> a Tuesday night, and uh, she says, she, 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 we were sitting there, and she said, well, "Look at this guy. He's such a he's such a freak, or something like that." Yeah. And so I started watching, and I'm just like, "Wow, this is this yeah. is good. This is good <laughs> stuff." And, she thought uh, one thing, and you thought another. That's that's exactly like. right. And so, uh, so after that, I started watching it occasionally, you know, uh, uh, but it was hard to watch it, you know, with her being there because she would. Uh, she didn't want to watch it. No, she didn't want to watch it. She'd make all sorts of derogatory remarks. Well, anyway, I one point I just said I'm, I'm gonna be watching this you know and so just started watching religiously every week did it did it speak to you in the sense that this is what you had big been time. feeling yeah big these time. last yeah. 10 I or mean, so years yeah big time I mean it's 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 a, it's a thing where not only does Sean make it entertaining but um, you know he's very I mean I, I'll, I'll look at him on the TV sometimes and it's you know it's just as though you know Jesus is talking to me himself. It's, it's very, very spiritual. So, anyway. Well, one thing that I was impressed with was the the emphasis that he places on not just challenging your studies and your beliefs in the Mor in Mormonism, mm -hmm. but to actually come to a, a saving relationship with Jesus. That's exactly right. The, the concern, and there are people who 
find out these problems with Mormonism and are challenged and instead of uh, feeling like religion is important they either become agnostic or even atheistic atheist and just have no belief system at all they feel uh, scorched or burned that's and, right yeah they feel frustrated feel. they feel uh, taken advantage of exactly right and uh, you know they like you said agnostic for a while and then hopefully at some point they'll you know come across somebody you know like uh, yeah. heart of the matter and and it'll pull them up out of that out of that ditch. Uh, when you had this, uh, these experiences, and, and of course listening and learning uh, off, off of the television and so on, you were studying the Bible and reading more, I suppose, mm -hmm. and did you get a sense of, did it seem to open <clears throat> up to you more then? You started having some trust in the Bible? Completely, yeah, completely. You know, when you read the Bible, it's just, you know, the Gospel of Christ is is so it's so basic and it is so um, you know it doesn't have to be all convoluted with all these different rules and laws and and uh, all these man-made uh, rules and I guess regulations if you want to call them that it's just it, it, it's basic straight to the point very clear and uh, you know when you when you find when you find that out when you learn that and the spirit tells you these things are true it's just it's like these changes come bursting off and you're no longer you're, you're no longer trapped and there's a, such a joy with right. that freedom it, there really you feel is like your your eyes are open the scales are off and and you understand things totally differently totally yeah, yeah. it's it's great well you mentioned in uh, in talking to you earlier you mentioned a couple <laughs> of problems that you had with the with Mormon doctrine, and one of them was the archaeology of the Book of Mormon. Right. You mentioned polygamy and and changes to the Book of Mormon. Yep. Had you done some research about that, and it challenged your thoughts about the Book of Mormon? Yeah. The, you know, not only not first of all, uh, w one of the things that I first learned about the Book of Mormon is that the Book of Mormon teaches uh, a lot of the same basic truths that are taught in the Bible. You know, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. That's what the Book of Mormon teaches. Right. You know, it doesn't. You know, in the in the and you know, uh, Mormons claim that you know the the Book of Mormon contains the fullness fullness of the everlasting gospel. Okay, well, the gospel is everlasting. First of all, second of all, uh, the fullness is supposedly contained in that book. Well, you know, there's nothing in there that talks about uh, you know temples, Temple Masonic rituals, temples. right? Uh, Nothing in there that talks about um, um, baptism for the dead. It's not right. In, there. in fact, it denounces polygamy. Yeah, totally in the, denounces in the polygamy. In, yeah. in fact, yeah, so does the Doctrine and Covenants, which, which is what they use for that. So, um, or to back it up. Um, so, you know, again, the Book of Mormon does not substantiate the fullness of the gospel that the, that the LDS, you know, preach or teach. So. Uh, that was one so big those issue. Were some of the problems yeah. that you had, you mentioned about the different versions of the first vision, and how that was right. Yeah, and, right. And in fact, many people in the early church never ever commented on on the first vision. It wasn't part of their diaries or journals. It wasn't anything ever anyone ever mentioned or talked about that that this Joseph Smith had had a, a first vision. That's right. It was never so heard of at all. Yeah. To think of it being written any time he would speak that he had seen God the Father and in Jesus somebody's Christ, journal, his somebody mother's journal, yeah, in the newspaper, right, yeah. that's right, and so it just that's wasn't. amazing. Well, 
one of the things that's kind of struck me uh, about the uh, life between leaving Mormonism and coming into Christianity is, is the confusion that some Mormons feel about, I guess, about Christians. Uh, is there life after Mormonism? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a life of freedom. It's a life uh, being free from bondage of having to follow this rule, that rule, this rule, that rule. There's so many of them, you can't even keep track of them. Yeah. There's so many of you, 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 you feel lost, you feel hopeless, you feel frustrated because you're never, you're never going to, you know, live the law, fulfill the law, so to speak. And yeah. so, uh, being free from the law, you know, uh, which in this case is man-made, of course, um, you know, it just provides a huge, huge sense of relief and freedom. Kind of a burden lifted off. Burden lifted off. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I'm just surprised at the spirit that I feel, you know. I mean, you look at the, <clears throat> the leaders of the LDS faith and, you know, at their conference, they'll sit there and they've got the teleprompters and they'll be reading from it and half the time they'll, you know, get it botched up a little bit here and there. You know, that... They're not talking about the spirit, you know. They're just reading a reading a text that, that they prepared, that they or somebody has prepared. And and you know when I go to you know Sean's uh, campus, um, the Sunday services, you know it, it's extremely spiritual. I mean, I, there are times when he's talking and I'm just like right there. He's talking to me. You know, it's Jesus talking to me. Totally biblical. To you know. Yeah. Biblical, spiritual. Well, let me let me ask, also ask you this question about Christians: Are do they have moral standards? Do they have moral values? Christians, most definitely. I know that's a strange question, mm -hmm. but I think as LDS, sometimes we had no clue about the belief system. Or, I mean, I guess we understood that they believed in Christ and the mm -hmm. Bible. But as far as practicing, it's just kind of like uh, I think a lot of Mormons feel like it's a free for all. Well, well and once that's, you, once that's, you leave that's, Mormonism. Right, that's what the Mormons believe, of course, but it, it, again, that's a fallacy because, uh, you know, uh, their thought is that Christians can do anything. Right. And just as long as they believe they're saved. Right. You know, they don't realize the fact that, you know, when you do become a Christian, when you become born again, uh, you know, your, your old self is dead. You become you know, a new creature. A new and you creature. Want to do. And, and you want right. You you, you want to live a Christ-like life, and uh, and you can't do anything but that. You've heard the scripture uh, in the Beatitudes about hunger and thirst after righteousness. Have you sensed that at all as a Christian compared to being a Latter-day Saint? Yeah. Not only not only is there that hunger and thirst to to just live a Christ-like life, which which boils down to you know loving your neighbor right. or loving, loving those around you, right, which will cause you not to want to sin, so to speak. But, um, you know, uh, it opens up this whole new realm of, you know, biblical study, you know, spiritual experiences from, you know, those pastors. And you just you, can't get enough. You can't. Yeah, no. that's wonderful. Yeah. One last question about that. Do Christians do good works? They do. So, even though they're saved by grace... They do good works. Well, they're not—they're not works that are that are that are itemized. Saving, saving works. They're not saving works, right. but they're, they're well. No, they're not—they're not ordinances. They're not rituals. Right. They're not those types of things that are that are that were in, in you know the Old Testament, or even in uh, the Mormon faith. But but they are they are works of your new right. Your new. So person. you are saved by grace, but you do good things because you love God and you love your fellow man. That's right. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, a couple of other quick questions for you. Mm -hmm. Should the United States have a Mormon president? No. You don't think so? Okay. No. <laughs> are Mormons Christian? Uh, you know, I, I, th I think that they are Christian just from the standpoint that they believe in Jesus Christ, but um, their, their understanding of Christ and Christianity, I think, is very, 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 very diluted. In other words, when I say that, I mean that, you know, the biggest thing that I see is that they think that they have to work their way, you know, to... To salvation or eternal life. That's right. I mean, how many times do you have to go to the temple uh, before you're saved right. and not? I mean, is a hundred times enough or, you know, those types of things. Uh, whereas, you know, Christians... Um, it's 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 you know it's freedom, freedom. They know their sins have been paid for by the shed blood of. That's of right. Jesus. So that, so that's where they go wrong. They just they don't understand that Jesus did the work for them. Right. The work was finished. And he he took care of it. Right. They don't realize that. It's wonderful. Can a Mormon go to heaven? Uh, I think you know I personally, I think that they would not go directly there. And the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, they've been, they've believed in a false gospel. You know, I think that anybody who, anybody who believes in a false system, a false gospel, a false Jesus, so to speak, uh, they've got to learn first. And understand who this Jesus is. Really, when you, were, yeah. when you were talking about Mormonism and Christianity, about um, think of related to the fundamentalist Mormons mm -hmm. who don't the Mormon Church, the mainstream Mormon Church, don't want to call them Mormons. Yep. Just as as the Christians don't want Mormons calling themselves Christians for the same reason. Right. Good um, point. Well, um, you've got a minute left to live. What do you say to the LDS? Well, I. Uh, Good, good point. I, I want to, I want to bear my testimony. Uh, I want to, I would bear my testimony to say that I know that the LDS Church is false. Uh, I know that uh, Joseph Smith is was not a prophet of God. That um, Thomas S. Monson is not a prophet today. Uh, I also want to say that the Book of Mormon is 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 a is a, is a work of fiction um, created by men. That has some of the word of God, you know, thrown within within its pages. I just want to say that I'm very, very, and, and the, the the way I know these things is that first of all, I've got spiritual confirmation of that fact, just like the Mormon people have when they say they know this and they know that. The second thing is that I've read the Bible, you know, and the Bible supports the things that we as biblical Christians believe. And then the last thing is that, the last thing I know that is, in, in most Mormons, the large bulk of Mormons don't do this, is that they don't look at the facts. They don't look at the actual history, you know, okay. of the church. So, And I just wanted to say that I'm uh, very, very grateful for the Lord, you know, pulling me out and saving me from that bondage, you know, the bondage of man-made rules, um, uh, rituals, ordinances, those types of things. I just wanted to end real quickly with a scripture. Um, there's several scriptures that I really get a lot out of, but this one's out of Galatians 5.1. And it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Wow. So that's exactly where I'm at right now.
That feels and, great. And any any last words, testimony <laughs> kind of words you'd care to share? Um, <clears throat> I'm just grateful my eyes, ears have been opened. Okay. So. Well, we appreciate having you here. We uh, appreciate your testimony and your thoughts. Uh, they're very heartfelt, and you know it's a real challenge to be LDS in this culture and, and family and friends. And I know you've had your uh, ups and downs with that and your challenges. I would like to mention to the LDS people that um, as we transition out of Mormonism, we learn things about the Christian world that's that's absolutely wonderful. These are real people. They have hearts and they want to do what God wants them to do. And when we talk about the hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you just almost can't get enough of God's Word. And it means so much to us in our life. And I ask you this one question. Am I living the gospel of Joseph Smith or am I living the gospel of Jesus Christ? Any question or problem you have that comes up Think about, did Joseph Smith give that to me or did Jesus give that to me? Anyway, thank you for joining us tonight and good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.